Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Good morning and welcome to Iowa Everywhere. It is two guys named Chris on the 19th of June. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. My name is Chris Williams. He is Chris Hassel. Hassel, I went to a a barbecue contest on Saturday Yeah, here in town. Yeah. And I made it a point, and I asked all the barbecuers, where did you get your... Where would you get your meat? And they all got it at Fairway. Nice. It's a win. They're baby. trying to win a competition. They're going to get the best stuff, right? Yeah. Like they're not going to. They're not going to be slumming at Walmart. As they are, you know, they're trying to win a brisket competition. You're going to get the. I saw best Van meat Wink. Van Wink put some nice, moist, juicy pork anus on the grill over the weekend. I you like that. Look at those ribs. How'd it turn out for you, Matt? Amazing. I think it's the best ribs. And I haven't done much pulled pork before. Look at that. Look at that pork butt. Oh, yeah. The pork butt looked incredible. Good work. It was was really good. I got a smaller one because, you know, a family of three can't eat eight pounds of pork butt. But it turned out nice. (laughs) Leftovers, baby. Good work. Uh, Real quick, we are in the Channel Seed Studios. Want to give a shout out to our friends at Channel Seed. Do you want to? Let's do a really quick fact, shall we? Oh let's, yeah, I love this shit. <laughs> let's do a really quick fact. Hmm, they give me so many good facts here. Did you know? Oh, this is a good one. That cattle have four part stomachs. It helps them digest di- digest food like grass and hay. So there's four parts of a cow's stomach. A, a calf, so like when a calf comes out of its mother at birth, how much do you think that calf weighs, Hassel? Oh, I would say 70 pounds. 90 pounds, you were close. Wow. The world's first hamburger chain was White Castle, Wichita, Kansas, in 1921. There's your farming fact of the day. Courtesy of our friends at Channel Seed. I feel like you just threw in three different facts. Well, it's all about the beef, right? They're all beef facts. We are um, very transparent here Mm -hmm. on Two Guys Named Chris. This show was recorded on Sunday, so it was recorded on Father's Day. Wait a second, but you just said it's June 19th, and you said good morning to everyone. Because people are watching and listening then. But we recorded it on Sunday, so to them it's June nineteenth. So we're I feel like I'm an inception. Morning. Bizarro world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm on my way to the Lake of the Ozarks right now. Hassel, what? When does your flight? When do you take off? I, I leave for Greece on Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday morning. Okay. Flying up. So that's through what's going on here. Hassel's going to be gone a couple weeks. Uh, we do have a show in the can for Thursday. I think you guys will really, 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 really enjoy it. 
I'll leave it at that. That was um, a really fun show to, to, to record <laughs> over the weekend. It will air at the same time, just like normal, on Thursday morning at 8.30 if you want to watch it. Uh, and it'll be in the podcast feeds as well. Uh, we have the technology to do that, but it will not be live. It is Father's Day for us. We Happy will, Father's um, Day to to you and and Van Wink. I'm I'm a father you. of a black lab. That, that counts, brother. I always say this, and I've always really meant this, that I always tell even people who aren't like physically mothers and fathers. I always wish them. Happy Father's and Mother's Day, too. Because, like, to me, like, when you have kids, you start to realize the whole... It's not a cliche when they say it takes a village. Well, you're, you're telling me you wish people that don't have kids happy Father's Day? <laughs> well, I don't, like, go around and, like, make it a point, but I still consider it, like, to me, you can be a father figure and do fatherly sure, things you for can, somebody yeah. and not be a biological father. Like, I felt- it takes a... It takes a village. Like if, like for instance, if we didn't have our friends, the Hutchinsons across the street, and Blooms down the road, like we wouldn't be nearly the parents. We it takes all sorts of people. So that that's why I always go out. Well, I, so happy Father's Day, Chris. Well, thank you. I'm sure there's um, somebody in the neighborhood you're helping. Well, I was out. I I did actually help someone on Sunday. So wow. I, I was out at the park with my dog, and we were getting ready to leave and there was this dad on a bicycle and he had like three or four kids with him behind him but he was kind of he was a little bit distressed I didn't know what was going on well he says hey have you seen a a young boy with a with a yellow bike 10 year old boy with a yellow bike has he been around here I said no I I haven't seen him and he said, oh, well, he took off. We don't know where he is now. So if you see him, send him my way. I said, will do. And happy Father's Day, by the way. And he said, thank you. Didn't wish me one. Didn't say, are you a father? But that's okay. I think you, you would have. You would have. And I would have said then. I would have had yeah, to say, like, too, I don't sir. have a kid. But So then I go circling around the neighborhood looking for a 10-year-old boy on a bike. Hope you don't clip that part off and don't give it context. <laughs> I found him. I found him, and I was thinking to myself, "Oh God, I don't want to. I don't want to come off as a creep. This kid doesn't know me. What? 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 what how should I approach this?" So I, I was very calm, cool, and collected. I rolled down my window. I said, "Hey, your dad's looking for you." <laughs> and he goes, "Oh yeah." I said, "Yeah, he's down there at the park." Okay. He had no clue who you were. No, no. <laughs> but I, I saw him head head down that way, and uh, I, I presume that he reunited with his family. So I, I need to ask what your opinion here, Van Weeks. I would like your opinion too, because this this involves the community that you live in. Okay, we're at the uh, meat smoking competition down downtown last night. Okay. Okay. And of course, downtown Bon Durant. Yeah, I didn't even course, know this was happening. I should have entered my food. You should have. Damn. But the problem is, everybody else eats your food in this scenario. Yeah. So, and all you get is like a lousy like prize, whatever they're giving away. Um. So Elise wants to go down to the park 
you know, until we're there supporting Hutchinson was in it, so we're we're there with him. And we had like thirty minutes to go before they announced the winner. So Elise is getting a little tiresome and she wants to go and play at the park. So I go down there to the park and she's playing on the you know, the playground, whatever. And I noticed there's there's like this pickup basketball game going on in the background with these kids that are all I would say middle school age perhaps a bit younger but they're maxing out at like sixth grade there's no way that either were seventh or eighth so like fifth or sixth grade probably i would i would guess and they come in various sizes shapes you know how the playground games go well there's this one teeny tiny little kid who's like zipping around on his little scooter or whatever he's got and earmuffs kids this little kid he can't be He's not older than 12. No way he's older than 12. He keeps going to this big kid. Fuck you, man. And he's flipping him off. And he's just antagonizing this other kid. Who is is bigger? Yes. And this big kid is getting really kind of amped up. And he's, he's got his shirt off. He's puffing his chest out. You can tell he's the big man on campus at this pickup game. And he's getting held back by his buddy who, because he wants to go and beat that little kid's ass. Mm-hmm. Well, then, you know, and I'm watching this go on for about 10 minutes. And, like, there's got a group here. We got a group here. And then you got this little kid on his scooter. And he keeps just, like, doing the, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin double bird. This was probably you as a kid. This was probably what you acted like. <laughs> I choose not to tell. So this kid, this kid zips by me. And part of me wanted to get up there and say, hey, listen, you little piece of shit. Yeah, right. Watch your language at the park. There's mm-hmm. kids around here. I listen, motherfucker. Watch your goddamn language. <laughs> I didn't do it, but part of me, I really wanted to get in this kid's face. I wasn't going to hurt him, but somebody needs to teach that kid a lesson because he's clearly not getting it at home, right? I have noticed this difference in kids' the last mm, decade or two when I was a kid everyone was afraid of the people that were older than you yeah. <laughs> if, 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 the, if the kid's two grades ahead of you you do not screw with him if he's twice the size of you you do not screw with him and for the most part nobody did for whatever reason now you got not only kids yelling at this other kid that's bigger than him that could kick his ass they'll do that to adults it's unbelievable what is going on god i yeah. sound like a i sound like a just a total grandpa I'm but like a dad that you was dad. you know crystal that's kind of why i didn't do it because i'm like that kid's not gonna care what i have to say i know he's gonna start he's gonna go after you <laughs> hey baldy hey penis head Kick You're your right. ass too, Matt. Would you have if if Isley was playing at this park the way Elise was? Now he was far enough away. Elise had no clue this was going on. Would you have yelled at that kid? Probably not. Yeah, you're not. Nice. How how close were you to this kid? Well, I wasn't close, but then he's on the other end of the park. But it's a small enough park that like I can see everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. When I when I about got in his face. He was so what happened somebody called the parents. Okay. Oh. 
because all of a sudden these guys start scattering and they and like they're all of a sudden a lot less brave. And this kid's getting the hell out of there because this bigger kid mom showed up or something like that. And he then took his little scooter right beside me. And at the same time, he's like flipping these guys off from a distance. And I like well, really wanted to just jump up there and be like, "Hey, listen to me, you little little punk." <laughs> I hate confrontation, so I probably wouldn't have said anything. But if there was people getting beaten up, I probably would have. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's why I was watching it because I thought that that kid was going to get his ass kicked. To be honest, I was like, I might have to call the cops. Yeah, well, maybe he needs to learn the hard way. I mean, I think that that would be more of a lesson than having some forty-year-old guy tell him to knock it off. Hey, kids can hear you. It's two guys named Chris. We are on Father's Day. We, a lot of people have asked for the two guys named Chris Father's Day episode with Don and Mike. We have not delivered. Perhaps no. that will come in year two of the program. It's just <laughs> we're we're really concerned about what they might say. My dad claims he really wants to do it, but my guess is if if I if I was like, all right, Dad, we're gonna do it, he would just be so scared. And not know what to do. And it would be horrible. I think my dad would like come at your dad so hard. Really? Yeah. Well, like, I think that's probably like, what hey, needs to happen. idiot. I hate you. It would be like, hey, what about the racist allegations at Iowa football? What do you have to say? <laughs> like, my dad would just go. We're for the definitely jugular. getting in trouble then if, if he's going to go that way. <laughs> but my dad, like. I've explained this to you before. We grew up Iowa fans. He he rooted for Iowa his whole life. He started witnessing how nasty people were to me online, Iowa fans, and he mm-hmm. hates Iowa now. Like, truly, he, he takes it personally because of that. Like, so, like, he, he'll just, like, he'll come right on and just start making fun of Gary Barta. He... He'll he will he absolutely despises Fran McCaffrey. Well, I mean, th- I would say my dad is pretty close to those both those views. I mean, okay. he he's never liked Barta. He he doesn't like Fran McCaffrey. He is hot and cold on Ference. He's he, my dad is just one of those overreaction fans that when things are good, oh yeah, he's rubbing it in. He's 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 on top of the world, and as soon as something bad happens god damn it the season's over fire everybody start from scratch he's one of those guys my dad's the opposite like he'll get really pissed after a bad loss and i just won't hear from him he'll just go quiet but then he calms down he's just like hey you know what but man I'd rather do it the way we do it because matt campbell's a great guy you know (laughs) i really look up to matt campbell and you know, we're doing it the right way. As opposed to game. Kirk Ferentz doing it the wrong way. <laughs> you have to ask him. Not putting words in his mouth. I just, it it could be of... an explosive show because I think my dad would come out of his shell a little bit if your dad just comes after him like that. <laughs> Although, like, my dad at the end of the day, and this is, he's a really nice guy. So like, he he's not going to, like, pick a fight. Like, because I, I don't think he... I don't think he wants to like fight, 
but like it, if you bring up the Hawks, Dad will the teeth will come out. Like and and I feel like Don, you know, Don doesn't even refer to Iowa State as Iowa State. It's Ames, mm-hmm. you know, and doesn't your think dad, that they're a rival of Iowa. Your dad would probably call my dad a traitor for rooting for Iowa's whole life, and now he he would. How could you grow up your whole life rooting for one team and then all of a sudden just switch? How could you do that? That's not a real fan. There's there he, <laughs> picture of my dad. I uh, So I tweeted out this picture of my dad on Father's Day and, you know, wished him happy Father's Day. He's holding the, looks like a nice whiskey cocktail. And I can't remember who it was, but somebody in the comments said, oh, my God, I, th- I really thought this was Fran McCaffrey until I looked a little closer. And he's gotten that before. Like, people think he looks like Fran. And now I can't unsee it. I kind of see it. They're, they're about the same similar. age. Yeah. That's wild to think that. Like, Fran doesn't. But he is. He's like, how old is Fran McCaffrey, he's... My dad is 65. Fran McCaffrey's 64, I believe. Wow. Well. Um, happy Father's Day to Don and, and Mike and, and Matt. We've been thinking about you, buddy. You lost your dad earlier this year. Uh, so I, I know it's probably a mm-hmm. kind of yeah. shitty holiday in that sense. But uh, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there who are listening a day later. Speaking about father-son to Jack McCaffrey, you got everybody all pissed off with your little video. Who, what, me? Yeah. I got people pissed off? No way. <laughs> Where people? It's no, but, but really, McCaffrey family's head in, in but, some capacity. You people were really actually pissed off by my video. I haven't no. seen any of this. Did you see the Connor McCaffrey response to it, or no, to my Patrick. video? I, it wasn't a direct response to yours, but that's how I took it. So so Jack McCaffrey told, what, 247 Sports? Is this how it goes? Yes. That he, I mean, it, there's no like guarantee in it, but I, I mean, it, it read as if he's not going to go play for Iowa, mm-hmm. that he's going to go a different direction. You yes. responded thinking that this must mean um, that – Friends, not for a long. I can't help but I just can't help but think that must mean that Fran is close to the end at Iowa. I I just this shocked me, and I and I, at first I I wasn't sure if I should believe it, like believe that or is it just posturing? Is it just keeping the door open for everybody? But I asked around, and our you know I, I work at. CBS Sports HQ and we are um, owned by the same company as 24-7 Sports. We, th- they are our uh, co-workers. We have them on all the time to talk recruiting and whatnot. And so I asked a couple people and they said they do believe that Jack McCaffrey is going to go elsewhere and that Notre Dame is the front runner. Which all kind just, of ties I, back to what we were hearing last year when Notre Dame was open that well you know Fran wanted that job bad yeah and wasn't really from what I heard anyway wasn't a serious candidate there and they went out and who they get Micah Shrewsbury who was at Penn State Penn State yeah um but obviously the the tie-in there is is um Margaret McCaffrey was one of the all-time great Notre Dame women's basketball players 
And so, yeah, so, you know, Connor and, and Patrick are saying, um, you know, he, we're behind him 100%. He wants to make his own path, um, and, and which is fine, by the way. If that ends up being the case, I just don't, I just don't see it. I don't, I can't imagine a world where Fran is still the coach in Iowa City and Jack is playing at Notre Dame or Ohio State. I I just don't see, I could if he was expected to just be, you know, two or three star guy, wants some other experience. I mean, he, he's looking like a top 50 player in the country and should absolutely be the best of the McCaffrey sons to play college basketball. I mean, if he ends up uh, even being half of what they think he's going to be, he will end up being the best McCaffrey to play college basketball. And his exact quote was, and he was asked about Iowa, Jack McCaffrey said, I don't think I will go there. I made, uh, let, me, let me zoom in here because I have it, uh, it's hard for me to read that. I made up my mind a while ago. I want to get away from home. I talked to my parents and brothers about it. I think that's the best for me. Uh, he says he made up his mind a while ago on this. Um, I, you know, it's, I know it's been a trying year or so for that McCaffrey family and I, Fran, as we just talked about, he's 64. I mean, he's yeah. he's getting up there. He's been at Iowa for eons. I just, I will be surprised if Jack McCaffrey is playing somewhere else and Fran is still the coach in Iowa City. How about you? It certainly feels that way just because of how the brothers turned out, right? I mean, they both go there and they, um, you know, Connor was there for, what, eight years? <laughs> Six? <laughs> what? A, <laughs> right? It just feels like we've had a McCaffrey boy on the team forever. I I don't know. Um, maybe Jack has seen, like, maybe he's gotten advice from his brothers. Maybe his brothers would be like, hey, maybe you should go play some rope. I really don't know. I I don't know enough about the situation. I'm not as close to it as you are. I don't have the emotional tie to it as, as an Iowa fan would. I do think just strictly from a sports standpoint, this sucks for Iowa if that's the case because it's like, well, you know, you've yeah. and now you've like you've had the other two sons and now this one's top 50 and he's going to go – that. I mean, that from a pure sports standpoint, that kind of blows. And as competitive as that McCaffrey family is, that that's kind of why I'm thinking that way. Like I, I, not that they would say, "God damn it, Jack!" Yeah, you are playing for me, and that is that. No. I, I don't, I don't think that. But I don't either. For him to just come out and say, "I've made up my mind a while ago, I'm not going to go there." That that is really surprising, and I think hey, you can read Hawk, the tea leaves a little bit. It's all you Hawkeye fans on Twitter, you jerks. <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying now. It's how how mean. Iowa fans have been to the McCaffrey boys. They're That's mean why to he's going elsewhere. Now, I'll tell you. yes, they are. I mean, it's and it's it's no different anywhere else. But <laughs> oh wait, you're telling me Notre Dame doesn't have passionate sports fans? Yeah, right. 
but it, it is a little bit different in that he has seen his both of his older brothers go through go through it. So he he's prob. I mean, there's got to be a deal too. It's like he's not dumb. He's watching the Ferences. The word nepotism's always thrown around at the University yeah. of Iowa, and the, clearly Jack McCaffrey is a Big Ten caliber player, right? Like mm-hmm. he's top fifty in the country. But like he's not stupid. He's watched all this stuff happen, and maybe he's just like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't know. I, I I really don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. It'll definitely be something to follow. No, Matt I, I don't know, I, Chris. I, I just last thing on it. I w- I would just say that I think that in most circumstances, if 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 a high schooler after his two brothers went and played for his dad, and 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 he right now really thinks that he wants to go elsewhere, I would just think his parents would say. You know that's that's fine. Let's let's just kind of. You don't have to say unequivocally one way or the other what you're going to do. Let's kind of keep it open ended here. Keep all your options open. I'm just surprised. Right now, he made that firm of a statement. Good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. One thing I did an interview with Cyclone for Cyclone Fanatic last week with Jr. Blount. He's future head coach, really sharp guy. We we were talking about this, and I have no idea if this works with jack though but he was telling me that guys just want to commit a lot earlier now the process has been sped up because of the transfer portal because of the amount of recruiting over like so like once you get to the spring unless you're you know a dude there's a decent chance that these schools would take a transfer over you the high school Mm. guy right like they there's just everything has been moved and pushed forward because these high school kids want to have spots they want to have reserve sure. spots on these rosters because there's so much more competition in the player portal now. So maybe he's going to make a decision quicker than than he thought. I I, I really have no. But you're right. That's a really that's a really strong statement by the young man. More college basketball news, and this this story sucks. Um, Bob Huggins is out at West Virginia. He. For not for the reasons people thought it would have been after he made the rate, not the racial, the homophobic slurs on a Indianapolis radio station earlier this offseason. Uh, he was arrested for a DUI in the city of Pittsburgh over the weekend. Huggins has since resigned. And Hassel, I just think this sucks, man. Like, I don't want, he's 69 years old, he's an icon. It's not how you want him to go out. We talked about this when the whole other thing happened, and he. It, it seems. Have you read like the police report? Yes. From this, and that, and that's where I would say yes, it sucks, but man, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. You're right. Good point. He could have hurt other people. Could have hurt killed. himself. Could have killed people. The guy had no idea where he was. Thought he was in Columbus, Ohio, almost 200 miles away. He, by the sounds of it, had blacked out for like 90 minutes, couldn't couldn't uh, give the cops any kind of solid information. I mean, all the information he gave the cops was false because he didn't he didn't know what world he was in. Empty beer cans in the passenger seat and in the trunk uh, blowing over point two. What was it? Point two one. That is almost four times 
the legal limit. I'm sorry, almost three times the legal limit. Um, it, it's it's really sad that his career has ended this way. But let's be honest, he's not a victim. Just thankful there weren't any other victims and that it wasn't worse than this. And hopefully he can get some real help because it, it sounds like he needs it. Yeah, and it, it's people in the industry have kind of known stuff like this for a while. Not that he's driving drunk, but Bob mm-hmm. likes to have a few. And, you know, I'm kind of hoping, like, I mean, I would love to see Bob Huggins come back in, like, three years and be, I mean, he would be 72 years old, so that's hard. But this is, mm-hmm. like, not the way you want any Hall of Famer to go out. And even with the the homophobic stuff, we kind of said the same thing. It's just like, man, you, do, you just don't want to see it. Like, we have these these guys who are these icons in these sports it's like you have a built up view of what they are in your head and most of the time it is wrong but you can't i i, I don't know how anybody i think it'd be a cool redemption type story if this brings him back down to earth mm-hmm. he gets the help he needs he becomes a better family man he talked about that in his statement and then he comes back like this new healthier Bob Huggins. I think it'd be awesome, but man, he's got a long ways to go. Yeah, it, it would, but he's got to put in some real work. Real work. Basketball-wise, they had one of the best transfer portal off-seasons in the country, and this gets really interesting now as I actually referred to Bloom on this. When you have a coach that either gets fired or leaves, now the NCAA gives you 30 days to transfer. So it'll be really, really interesting to see this portal class. They were probably going to be, Chris, potentially top 10 to 15 in the country in the preseason. What happens now? Who do they hire? They were going to be one of the favorites to win the Big 12 Conference, the best basketball conference in college basketball. And from a basketball perspective – the silly season opens back up because you got a lot of high-profile guys now who are on the market, and it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Yeah, because let's be honest, a majority of the time, especially in college basketball, you're, you're going there for the coach. Yes. There, there are a few other reasons that you would choose a program, especially if you're going out of state. I mean, it's you know, if you're some hotshot West Virginia high school player and all you've ever wanted to do is play for the Mountaineers, that's one thing. But you go out in the transfer portal and you get somebody and it's it's because of the coach and nowadays also what the coach can can promise you. And, you know, whoever, whatever um, NIL arm that West Virginia has, uh, boy, they're going to have to do some real legwork here if they're going to want to try to keep these guys. From what I understand, they kind of went all in on this year thinking it would be Huggins last season. So mm-hmm. it was one of those deals where they're all like, hey, we're going to put as much money as we can into this and try and have like a really momentous final year for Bob. And now he's gone. This what will be mess. fascinating to see how it plays out because they're and practicing you, right now. And what kind of money have they already given these kids? Yeah. Is it money that they're going to have to pay back? Were there any kind of a contracts or promises made a total disaster and i know the ad he was the um ren baker is his name he was the athletic director at north texas and i did a ton of north texas football and basketball games so i 
I got to know him pretty well and a really nice guy. But man, he he just got that job in the last year and all the crap that he's had to deal with from the basketball program now. What? Uh, and now they got to go out and they got to try to find, they said they're not going to you know, name an interim. They're going to try to find a head coach, a permanent head coach. And I always thought that like to keep that class, you have to hire from within. You just have to. Yeah. And, and maybe they will. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. You know, it, it would be, you know, one of his Rodney top assistants or somebody that, yeah, somebody that the players like and say he's the head coach, not interim. He's the head coach. And, you know, give him the year. You can always, you know how these things are. You can always fire a guy if you could raise enough money. So it's, it's, it, it's too bad, but um, I, I'm stunned that, that he didn't hurt himself and that nobody else got hurt. Feels to me too that this, the Huggins thing just feels so much like uh, the guy's just a god in this small town, and you build up this like shield of mm-hmm. you can't do anything wrong, and nobody ever tells you no. How many people were telling Bob Huggins no in Morgantown, West Virginia, over the last ten years? Nobody, or or ever. I mean, he, he's he has been Morgantown through and through his whole life, basically. So, Bone Iver. Ooh, Zach we got a Hinterland promo. Maggie Rogers are headlining the Hinterland Music Festival that is coming up on August 4th through the 6th. Music and camping passes are on sale at hinterlandiowa.com. I am trying to convince Van Winkle to leave his newborn <laughs> and wife what? to go and just get annihilated out when of Hinterland. I'm going to give date? him my camper. Uh, July 20th. Gonna... July 20th. Jeez, you got a month. Uh, oh, wait. So, yeah. You, your like wife weeks. will be fine. She's fine. I think I'm going to go Friday. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm close to pulling the trigger on it. All right. Here, here's the deal. Williams. Yeah. Just send your nanny over to the Van yes. Wink household and your nanny can watch his kids. I think Oh, yeah. Fourth, she'd be able to. Yeah, she's okay. a student athlete, so she goes back a little earlier. Your than nanny also. is a student athlete? Yeah. She plays basketball, D3. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. She actually just got done on one of those foreign trips. They were in Italy, uh, her team was. Her team went to the Sweet 16 I, in D3. She plays at Warburg. I swear, all of these teams, no matter if it's... <laughs> Big 12 basketball, Big 10 basketball, women's, men's, whether it's tennis, cross-country, football, Division 2, Division 3, NAIA. Is everyone going on a European trip in the offseason now? The Iowa State volleyball team just got back from one. These sports lose so much money other than football and men's basketball. Where is this money coming from? I mean, is is that tickets? Tickets for what? The football tickets are paying for the tennis team to go to Mount yeah, Kilimanjaro. Probably, probably. just Honestly. blows my mind. Yeah, there's so much. Just like, I mean, I'm not saying that's waste. It's like it's the student. I'm not either because it's a great experience. It's yeah, it's unbelievable, and it's and going to you know what? And, but like. <laughs> If they ever, like, whenever the athletic departments always tell you how broke they are, 
It's like, well, well I mean, you did. I do these games, you know, every year, and each one, every single team, I swear, it's like, well, the, the UTEP men's basketball team, they, they, uh, they took a, a bonding trip in July, and they went to Norway and the uh, Scandinavian Swedish Alps. And they, I remember they, when I was really, really into it, it was the, the Royce White year. They did yeah. one of those trips. And Royce White did what? Did he? Because he didn't fly. Oh, I reckon he did fly. What do you mean? Oh, he couldn't fly. He didn't fly. His They drove him everywhere. So you're telling me Royce White got on a plane and went to Europe? <laughs> I think so. Because ah, I, I remember that. Iowa State basketball had been so bad for so long. And we were all like streaming these games on the in these old like shitty European gyms and watching the Hoiberg era kind of take off in front of us. It was like a huge deal. We were like writing blogs about it and stuff like that. We were covering it like real games. Didn't somebody, I don't know if it was Iowa State or Iowa, it was probably about 10 years ago, playing in like Germany and some some like middle school team beat them. You know how they, they usually go out there, they win like 200 to 12. And the I think it was the Iowa basketball team lost to somebody. Augustana. Augustana is in uh, Quad Cities. <laughs> Didn't you guys lose to them in like an exhibition a few years ago? Maybe. <laughs> that would be something because that's I'm pretty Augustana sure that that would Matt, play St. Ambrose. Up. I'm almost positive Augustana beat the Iowa basketball team. Not that long ago, in an exhibition game, Augustana, I believe, is D three. I have the highlights. Hang on. You have the highlights? No <laughs> way. You. It happened. I remember I was at Hilton when it happened, and we were all. <laughs> what? This is at Carver. Yeah, it's a. Bu- How do yeah. I not remember this? And why are there a bunch of fans in the stands? Seven years ago. Why does it look? It looks like a Big Ten game. Look at all the fans in the stands. It's probably Augustana fans, to be honest. So which team was this for Iowa seven years ago? That would have been a good team, right? That would have been a Garza sure was that on that team. that team went to the tournament, whoever it was. Yeah, wow. or like, try talking about that on KXNO the next day. That's a good pull. Good work. I don't know how you did that, Van Wink. You pulled that up in like a half second. He's a professional. He's a professional. Yeah. Uh, there will be fewer people in the stands for an Iowa men's game. That is crazy, though. Look, Look at all, the, the every seat down there is full. Do we want to hear the actual game highlight? Hang on. Well, are we going to get kicked off? No. Nah. One second. Got to put it up. He does from the elbow, and it's good. <laughs> it is good from the elbow in Augustana. Who is that? Dave like Portnoy calling the game? Guys. Is that is that Barstool Sports Dave Portnoy? Bobbed at the side of the court. You said it. Whenever your big time situation comes, you want the ball in the hand of the big time player. So this must be an Iowa student that was calling this game. I just love it. The big time player from Augustana. His shorts are longer than like Chris Weber's in the Fab Five. Yeah, it's amazing how much the the fashion has changed in the last seven years. Everybody likes the short shorts now. Yeah, and, I, and I'm kind of in between, but I've got some of these shorts from 
six, seven years ago that I can't even wear anymore. They're just so I'm, baggy. I'm all in on the short ones. If 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 you're not curious, if you can see my balls, then they're not short enough. <laughs> I, w- I was at Costco the other day and I bought some uh, stretchy, shorter shorts and I got home and I realized they were Greg Norman brand shorts. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's like, like Greg it, Norman biker shorts. Matt is a, a pro Saudi, the shark. Yeah, we're, he had a cl- big, really popular clothing line there for a while. We are forty minutes into this extravaganza, and I, it's fascinating to me how you decide. Letting people peek behind the curtain a little bit, I will send some ideas Williams's way. And Van Wink will send some. And then Williams gets to decide like what actually makes the show. And I just want to make sure that we can talk about this cell phone thing in schools. Oh, that, that's where we're going next. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I can't, I cannot, I couldn't believe it when I saw the tweet a I few days I do want to hit ago. on the John Morant gun thing too. Oh that, my God. Really Those are the two that I'd like to hit the rest okay. of the way. All right. Let's we, do that for like. So I didn't even know this. John Morant you, first. Yeah, you, you sent this okay. out. I hadn't even seen this. So it wasn't a gun. They got him in so twenty five game suspension. The second time, the second time that Ja, which was the most recent time that he got in trouble for the gun. Well, he is has tweeted out and he sent it to his family members and um, that <laughs> the gun that he had in his hand was a lighter. And so he's like demonstrating <laughs> how to use this gun lighter. And he's lighting these candles on the floor of his house with this gun lighter. So my question is, is it better? Is it better that he had a fake lighter gun in his hand? Or does that make it maybe a little bit worse? I don't know if it's better or worse, but he still deserves to be suspended for pure stupidity. He only got 25 games. People thought it was going to be a lot more than that. People thought half of a year was going to be the minimum, so maybe 40, 41 games. Some people thought he might get suspended the entire year. It's better now, in the sense that he's not running around with real guns, but it's worse because it well, shows how dumb he actually can be. It's, well, he, might, he may have. You know, We don't know. He might have still had one, but... Who goes out and gets a a lighter that looks like a real gun? That the is a guy who's how very bad, mature. Who's he one of the worst situation. ideas I've ever heard? Oh, let me pull this out. Somebody sees that. Are you kidding me? Again, I don't know if it's worse or not, but he the suspension well, is that because here's the thing. Like, is it different? Yeah, because he couldn't have killed anybody but it's still ja morant one of the biggest nba stars in the world could also incite violence if someone that's my point that's my point like the the kids that i saw you know flipping everybody off at the park who probably look up to a guy like that they don't know it's a lighter so it, it really doesn't it doesn't change anything for me that's that's where i come down i i I 100% agree. Now, he he thought that should have made things a lot better, and 
I mean, I, I, I guess it's not something that he could fire from, but it's a lighter that everyone else, if you're not using it as a lighter, is going to assume is a loaded gun that you have in your hand. What a this idiot. guy's judgment is so far gone. Hey, speaking of John ja Morant, Murray State guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, prom. Yeah. So I'm going through Facebook. Here's what happened. So my, my daughter, Cameron, very sweet. She wanted to make me breakfast in bed on Father's <laughs> Day. And I wanted to get up, but I didn't want to disappoint her. So I'm, le- I'm waiting for her to bring me breakfast. And I'm scrolling through Facebook. And I see this beautiful picture of Voice of the Drake Bulldogs. Michael Admire kissing his newborn baby. And I thought it was Steve Prome. <laughs> this picture is incredible. I thought it was Steve Prome. I thought Admire was Steve Prome. And then you, being the phenomenal investigative journalist that you are, you hit the old Google machine, I'm assuming, and found this picture of Prome in a very similar stance. They are identical twins, Hassel. This is crazy. And his admire. So the picture of Prome that I found, he's kissing his wife. He's, he's got the and he's got the baby in his hand. That was when he was at Iowa State, probably when he was hired. Looks like it, yeah. But he now has like some gray in his hair, and it looks like Admire does now too. I just shockingly saw similar at that wedding last week. Yeah, I was gonna say. I bet you didn't see Admire at the um, the meat judging contest. Down in, in <laughs> I did not. downtown Bondurant because Admire is just a, incredible. That guy, he used to be He's, the biggest barbecue eater in Central Iowa, maybe the Midwest, and he has gone completely the other way. Won't even look. Won't even look at a piece of meat. Won't even be in the same room as someone who eats meat. Admire's first assignment at Channel Thirteen was after you had left. Yeah, he re- he was my replacement. Yep. And he and Murph, being good guy, Murph kind of texts me, and he's like, hey, can you – he's going to the Big 12 tournament. That's his first assignment. Him and Brandon Jeez. McCauley. And that's, a, that's a great first assignment. You know, my first assignment was to – what? Oh, it was to go out to the Principal Charity Classic and find a feature story. And it was the day that Rob Lowe killed a goldfinch. Rob Lowe was like the celebrity guest and he hit a golf ball and it knocked a goldfinch out of a tree and killed it. Was anyway, that the feature story? N- n- no, because someone else got to do that story. I had to go like, I ended up going to the, the maintenance building and talking to the guy who takes care of the grounds because that's the only thing I knew, well, <laughs> I knew about because that's what my dad did. He was a superintendent. I'm sure the... Suits at thirteen were like, oh man, we knocked the bo- knocked it out of the park <laughs> with this guy. Yeah, that story never made air. <laughs> I had um, my my favorite my favorite principal charity classic coverage story. It was the day. Do you remember when Jeff Hornacek's agent like called me out? What? No. When they were hiring Hoiberg's replacement. So they were hiring Prom. Yeah, so the day... This all comes back full circle. Yeah. Okay. So 
I, I was reported, gone by then. I was I was I was gone yeah. when that happened. I had reported accurately, by the way. I'll I will hang on this until I die. That Jeff Hornacek, Iowa State had offered him a chance to interview. Like they wanted to interview him. Hornacek was with the Suns, and he was on his way out. Like he was probably going to get fired. And Hornacek agent had basically said. We just want the job. We'll come if you give us the job. Well, that's not really how Pollard works. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Hornacek didn't want to have any competition. And I get it. I understand it. He has an NBA job. So if you get senior in a pool of like five guys interview, I, I understand. But I reported what I knew. Multiple sources. Like, this is when I still did big boy journalism. And Jeff Hornacek's agent started going in, like, the comment sections on, like, CBS wrote a story citing my report, um, ESPN did, like, all, it was all over the place. And his agent starts talking to all these media outlets, like, refuting it and, like, basically, like, calling me a hack. And so we're at the Principal Charity Classic doing our show that day, and Fuzzy Zeller's our guest, and he's promoting his new vodka. (laughs) And... (laughs) I and Ross, like just classic Ross Peterson's like fuzzy. You probably like we had been talking about this agent making fun of this guy on my on the show for an hour. And Ross is like, you probably have an agent fuzzy and fuzzy just starts. I think he was drunk, but I don't know. (laughs) And he just starts like bad mouthing agents, kind of like Bob Huggins ish. It's like this old man just kind of like going on a rant like, you know, like Huggins at a press conference. He just he'll just start going for. Mm hmm. And all of a sudden, 10 minutes later, he just realized it. <laughs> and he was like, he broke a couple of FCC violations. Really a good time. He Basically, Fuzzy Zeller told me if he if I needed him to get somebody to go after this agent, he would do it for me <laughs> behind the scenes. And I was like, I think I'm That's good. That's great. Wow, I had never heard that story. Yeah. Hey, I should have told that one in our thing for, for Thursday. Stay tuned. Uh, okay, so what in the hell is going on with cell phones in classrooms? You, okay, I had not seen this, but this seems insane to me. So I'm, I'm scrolling through Twitter. This is probably three days ago or so, and I come across this tweet. I think it was from WHO thirteen, and it had all kinds of interaction, all kinds of retweets, all kinds of people commenting, and it was like. Iowa school district planning to ban. There it is. Iowa school bans cell phones in classrooms. And I read the story and I was like, well, we're, we're looking at taking away the, the phones for the middle schoolers and, and high schoolers. They can keep them in their locker, but they can't have them in class anymore. And I was blown away because I just assumed that's always been the rule. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I, we had cell when I was in high school. We had cell phones. They weren't smartphones, but they were cell phones, and they were the not Nokia. allowed in class. Yeah, the Nokia, and you could play games on them. Like you had that little snake game you could play. You could not if you had your cell phone in class. That teacher would come up and snatch that thing from you as as quick as possible, and and you might never see it again. So, <laughs> I'm reading the story, and I get down to a point where they are interviewing students 
and I'm not going to say the name of the students, but it says some students were not pleased with the new rule. This one kid says, high school senior, I don't think the school should be banning or anything like that. I feel like I personally will have my phone on in class, but I'm still learning. This next person, this is the one that blows me away. I don't think it's really that important to ban phones, to take phones away. Because like you could be in school and your family could have issues and like they want to get a hold of you. (laughs) How are you supposed to get a hold of them when you don't have your phone on you? What? Call the office. What? I mean, like your parents, if something's going on, can't call the office and then the office can either call the room or send somebody up to the room. Do they really do they not think that the school has a landline? Look at the Snapchat. That's all they want to do. They don't give a damn. It's not. It's TikTok. And in this article, it talks about this this family. Huh? said you should follow us on tiktok by the way yes yeah we have a we have a pretty good tiktok um the article cites the reason one of the reasons why they want to get rid of these phones in the classrooms is because several reasons like a kid will flip out on a teacher and then it's you know they're pulling out the kids are pulling out their phones they're recording somebody going wild and they're posting that and not funny, but I just, but also it's, it's says that they're world. they're like coordinating shit to go viral in the classroom that they can post on their TikToks. Like what? What are we? Do, how we are, are we? So how did we screwed. allow kids to have smartphones in class? How is that even a question? I'm not letting my kid get one until high school. She's well, not. How one. how old are kids now when when they get? I got mine when I was. 16. Really? Yeah, I was God, 16. I didn't get one until I went to college. I used to have to borrow my dad's. Well, you lived in right. Western Iowa, though. They probably didn't even have cell phones over there until True. a couple years after me. I didn't get one until I went to college. That was my first cell phone. 18. How old are kids now? They're getting. Oh, sh- dude, there's some of them, like my daughter's age, have cell phones. She's Seven eight. years old. She's eight. Yeah. Some of her friends have cell phones and, like, she thinks that she should have one, and I won't let her. You know, I, I I wouldn't have a problem if it was a phone for kids. I'm talking about phones for kids. If it was just a phone where, you know, like a dummy phone, where all you can do is you, you can call your parents' phone. Like, you can't do anything. You can yes. receive a call from yes. your parents. Yeah. That's it. Nothing Track else. Phone. So there's no, can't take pictures, can't play a game. There's no reason for the per- for the kid to be looking at that phone. I'll say this from my experience in college, even like just having a laptop in class. Mm-hmm. I bet I retained fifty percent less information yes. in college if I wouldn't have had that laptop. Yep, and we we we, we had laptops. There were some classes that had desktop computers when I was in college, and. The further along we went, the the more there were laptops and internet access in class. And teacher, professor couldn't see what you were doing on your computer, on your laptop. 
And, and most of the time, like, they were, let's say it's a 60-year-old professor. They didn't even know what a laptop yeah, was because this whole thing was but just brand new to them. I, you know, you hear all these stories about how, you know, there, there's a teacher shortage and nobody wants to be a teacher anymore. And I had no idea they're trying to teach middle school and high school and the kids have their phones on them. Yeah. I mean, no wonder education has gone to shit here. Could what agree more doing? hassle. God. Before we get to our final stories. I want to encourage everybody to download the Circa Sports Iowa app. I actually kind of want to go a different direction here, too. I'm ready for a Circa trip. Hassel, did you decide? Are you going to be able to go with me in August? Nori, can I go? Can I go? Nori? Yes, Hassel will be there. We're going to go in August for week <laughs> That's zero. That's week zero. Week We're zero, right? Week yeah. Zero. yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm planning gonna, on being there. It's going to be sick. Uh, it is a... Uh, I, I kind of feel like, too, in August, we may be able to have a day at Stadium Swim, you know, take the old uh, shirts off. I might get one of those really tight, um, you know, <laughs> shorts, the compression-type shorts out there at Stadium Swim. I love this get place. Some of those, uh, get some of those Greg Norman shorts that Van Wink <laughs> brought I love, I love Circa. It's, it's, like a, it's like a second home for me now. I absolutely love it there. If you do get there... I would encourage you to go to the 8 East Bar. It's the place that has the, um, it's like the Asian restaurant. Did you ever go there when we were there, Hassel? Asian restaurant. I don't, I don't think that. East. I took Van Winkle there at like 3 o'clock in the morning, and it's, oh, it's okay. the most incredible fried rice you've ever eaten in your life. Amazing. What was it? When uh, we, brisket kind of fried rice. Brisket. Yeah, so when I was there at three in the morning, we went to, and it was some kind of diner. And it was really good. Saginaw's. Saginaw's Diner. Oh, yeah. great. And Bloom refused to eat because he wouldn't get his fat ass up off the slot no, machine. He had to go back to the slot machine. God. Impulsive, just running back over to there to the slot machine. That's Bloom for you. No, so get on out to Circa. We appreciate all their support of what we do here on Iowa Everywhere. Um, final thing we've got for you today, Hassel, you found, do you just Google information about hair washing? What in the hell? Um, <laughs> no, I was, you found I was, a story. CNN is reporting on this now. Yes. I'm scrolling through the homepage on CNN and there it is. One of the top stories. It's an article that says the truth about how often you should wash your hair. All right. What is CNN reporting? CNN is reporting that. One to two times a week should be the absolute limit for shampooing your hair. That's if so that you have the scalp problems. I'm sorry. Limit, which is also max, right? Isn't it the same thing? Oh, okay. So don't do it more than that. <laughs> yes. You uh, should got... only be doing it twice at most. Did, uh, did Big Shampoo have a response? Uh, luckily, they haven't found me yet. But I, I'm seeing more and more. You know, I was, thanks to my wife, I was way out ahead, decades ahead of the hand dryers in, in restrooms sucking up urine crystals and shit particles and blowing them all over your hands. Thankfully, I've known about that for the last 20 years because my wife did a science fair project on it back almost 25 years ago. 
So I've known to avoid the hand dryers in, in restrooms because <laughs> of just blowing urine. Everywhere. Yeah. It sucks up urine crystals and fecal matter and blows it onto your hands after you've just washed them. <laughs> so, and I've luckily I've known about that. And, and, and we know I've this helped. because of your wife's science fair project. Is that right? Well, I knew about how bad they were for you, how dirty wow. it was because of this science fair project. And now it's just, just search hand dryers on Google search public restroom hand dryer. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, sanitation or it's, there's all kinds of scientific studies that back this up. You know, they put things in Petri. You, you do, you, you wash your hands and one person uh, dries their hands on their jeans. Another person dries their hands with a paper towel. Another person lets them uh, just dry um, by itself. And another person uses a hand dryer. And there's the first Harvard. article that Matt pulls up. This is from Harvard. The title, The Bacterial Horror of Hot Air Hand Dryers. And this all stems from Kristen's science fair project. She, yes. She was on the cutting edge. She, she broke the news 25 years ago. And these, uh, these medical journals and these scientists have finally caught on. And thank God are finally pumping out this information to people like you that won't believe me when I say it. I believe you. And you I, just don't I, care? You don't use a hand dryer, do you? I don't. I don't like it. No, I, I'll wipe it on my well, jeans. Yes, that, that 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 is better than a hand dryer. Now, ideally, you get paper towels and wipe them off. Correct. I or just I let them prefer. air dry. Yeah. Uh, I will never. It, it pisses me off now that they have these air dryers in some of these restrooms. You go in. They have them at work where I work. The hand the the air dryer is now built into the sink. And it's right next to the faucet and the soap. And so you'll be standing next to somebody and that SOB will turn on the hand dryer while you're washing. It's blowing shit all over you while I'm in the Literally. trough there washing my hands. They have those at the airport now. It's like an all in one sink. Stay away Could from you them. imagine because I like to go to the dirt tracks, you know, and I know at a do. dirt track like there's just the. It's just, it's like a trough. It's like a pig drop, trough that you pee in and everybody. Yeah, that's Kinnick Stadium. Yeah, okay. Has those. But think about the dirt track crowd. That's happening and we have multiple air dryers going. Oh, God. I, uh, it's hard for me to even think about the, just, just the, how many millions of urine crystals and I even know like a urine crystal was a thing, but that that makes it sense because dogs get dogs get the um the the what's what's the thing that they get urinary tract infections and uromycetosis. Yeah, yeah. All right, get out of here. <laughs> we will not be doing another. Well, we have a show coming up on Thursday. This is our last show for a couple of weeks, though, that we're recording together. Enjoy Greece. Um, don't eat too many gyros. We don't want I'll try some of that 20 faded cheese for you. Just crushing the faded cheese. I don't know what we're doing next week for the show, but I'm probably going to reach out to a Chad Lysico or Scott Docterman, those types of guys to fill in for hassle, and we look forward Great. to that. We'll have a full lineup of shows for you guys this week like normal. 
We appreciate everything you do, Hassel. You're the man. Maddie Van Winkle, you are the man. Thanks to Fairway Meat and Grocery for sponsoring two guys named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere from the Channel Seed Studios. We'll be back on Thursday here with two guys named Chris. Iowa Everywhere.